Psalm 113.3 says, From sunrise to sunset, we are to praise the Lord. Welcome to Permission to Pause. My name is Pat Layton. I am your host here. If you've been a friend of this podcast for a while, you know that the goal here is to offer you a quiet place anytime between sunrise and sunset on any day you choose to step away from the hustle and seek out the hush of the still, quiet voice of Jesus. If you're new here, I invite you to do two things. Number one, scroll back a little bit to our earliest episodes to get a true foundation of the passion behind this podcast. And number two, visit my website at patlayton.net, look under the resources tab, and you will find a permission to pause deeper dive into many of the topics that we've talked about here on the podcast, as well as lots of free resources. So in today's episode, and a few before this, and a few after this, I'm slipping away from my normal devotional style format to treat you to a very special guest who will take a few minutes to share some words of wisdom and experience as she tells you how she has protected pausing with Jesus in her own busy life and ministry. So, Here we go. Sit back, relax, lift your head and maybe your hands and invite Jesus to speak a word of refreshment, direction, and hope into your day. Hey friend, welcome to Permission to Pause. I'm so excited to have some time with you today. And as I shared in the introduction, I'm doing something a little bit different right now. I am actually inviting some dear friends onto Permission to Pause to share some special wisdom with you. And I'm especially excited today to have my dear friend, Sharon Janes. Sharon and I have been friends for literally decades doing ministry together. Sharon has written over 25 books and she's married to her dear husband, Steve for 43 years. So she has so much to share with you today about finding time in your busy schedule in the middle of your hustle for some hush time with the Lord. So I'm going to let Sharon introduce herself. So welcome to Permission to Pause, Sharon James. I'm so honored to have you. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, will you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself? And I always ask for this particular thing for you to share a little bit about the season that you are in in your life today, because I know that listeners are in all variety of seasons. So someone out there is going to identify with exactly where you are. So tell them about you, Sharon. Well, the season I'm in right now is I've been an empty nester for quite some time, and I don't have grandchildren yet, but I have some pretend grandchildren that uh, my my nieces and nephews have kids, and they have become my grandchildren. (laughs) So um, as I have been a mom who has prayed from the very get-go when I had my my child, Stephen. Now, I, I, yeah, of course, I continue to pray for him as a married adult, 
But using the prayer pattern that I used as I prayed for him as a child, now for these nieces and nephews that are in my life. So it's a different season, but my foundation in the Lord is just going in a different direction with with my prayers. And and as I wrote this book, I'm praying for your child from head to toe. I often say it's not just praying for our own children, but praying praying for other children. And when when Stephen was growing up, and he had friends that came into our home. You know, I prayed for him. And you know, as I grew up, Pat, um, you know this story, but that season of life was very difficult for me. And I grew up in a home where there was a, a lot of alcohol, a lot of fighting, and just a lot of terrible things that went on in that household. But there was a mom down the street from me who loved me and took me under her wing. And at 14, I became a Christian because of this mom that was praying for me. So I became a mom and moved into a different season of life, eternal life for one thing, because of the prayers of a mom for a child that wasn't even her own. So yes, we're going to talk about praying for a child today from head to toe, but It has changed throughout different seasons of my life as to who I'm praying for, because I've seen how the prayers of a mom changed my life. And and actually, both of my parents came to the Lord after I did. So our prayers can change the life of a child, can change the life of a child's whole family. Mm -hmm. It's so, and as I listen to you and think about that neighbor that influenced your life so much, I know the listeners that are, that are often here on permission to pause and many of them are young moms. Isn't it so true that today in today's culture, what our kids are being exposed to our children and our grandchildren, the messages that are coming to them from the world, that our prayer power matters more than ever, don't you think? I do. I think there's an all-out war for the hearts and minds and the souls of our children as never before, and they're they're from they're they're up against spiritual attack from all sides. And you know, we as parents or grandparents or aunts, we can't be there all the time, but right. God can. And you know, we all we got to do is just watch the nightly news or scroll right. scroll through the latest breaking reports and 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 hear what kids are up against today i mean it's think about the school shootings for example 51 school shootings resulted in death or injury in 2022 and um in 167 of them from since 2018 that's when they started counting them and isn't it sad that we even have to count and keep a record of these things but you know it's not just just school i mean they're on the buses, on the playgrounds. Yes, all that. All they're all seeing the things, street, hearing things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're seeing it in their own, the privacy of their own bedroom, Pat. Yes. I mean, when they turn on their cell phones, which they're having at very early ages, or they're looking on the internet and their privacy of their own home when no one's looking, they're being exposed to things that you and I would never have seen as right. children. And it's affecting their minds, their attitudes. Suicide rate is up among young adults. There's so much stress, um, peer pressure. You know, we've always had peer pressure. That's that's always been around. It's but so now different. but now there's peer pressure from what they see on Instagram and Facebook and peer pressure from the internet. And that is just exponentially more impactful than just being having peer pressure from school. So and, and don't you think the peer pressure also is often coming from adults in their environments, the coaches, the teachers, the people who are around them that, who have different beliefs 
and are trying to promote those beliefs in the classroom and in social atmospheres where kids are. Absolutely. You know, there's a term cultural relativism that gets thrown around a a lot. And that basically says what was wrong yesterday might be right today. And that's what we see with the teachers and the coaches there. Their kids are hearing one thing at home, if they're in a Christian home, that this is not a godly behavior. And then they're going off to other people they're supposed to respect. And they're saying, oh, no, it's okay. It's, It's a good thing. And um, so there's that moral uh, liberalism is another another one of those words that um, get mm-hmm. tossed around a lot. And it just infests and affects all that God created and called good. Now the world is telling them it's not good. And then the other way around, what what we have learned or we learn in God's word that is not good, then they're going, the kids are hearing, oh, it is good. It's fine. Right. And it's love. You know, it's just on and on. But we know as we talk about the impact that that is against in warfare against our children in schools yes. and everywhere they are, um, that our real struggle, Pat, is not against flesh and blood. That is what the Bible tells us, that the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers in this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil. And so if, if our, our struggle is not really against flesh and blood, then how do we need to fight that battle? Well, we need to fight it on our knees in the spiritual realm. If the war's in the spiritual realm, we need to fight in the spiritual realm. And then I love what um, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 10 when he said that though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And that that word divine power, that word is dunamos, which is where we get our word dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I think um, when we pray, and we pray the word of God, that's like nitrogen and glycerin coming together. It's those two those two elements coming together, and it creates powerful prayer. And that's why in this book on praying for your children, it's more than just prayers in different areas of for a child. It's praying scripture over different areas. And what we do is, as parents, um, I don't know about you, but as I was raising Stephen, I would tend to pray for particular behaviors or particular circumstances in his life, but we're going even beyond that and praying for your child from head to toe, because we are going to be praying over the areas that cause those behaviors. Mm -hmm. So getting to the root of it, for example, we're going to start at the top and be praying for the child's mind. And as you and I've just talked about the influence of the culture on a child, it's coming to their mind and then their mind what they think about will ultimately determine what they are about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pray scripture over their mind, what comes into their mind that they will not be conformed to the pattern of this world. And then we're going to just go on down with their their eyes, what they look at, what they see, praying scripture every day over what they're looking at and, and what enters their mind through the portal of their eyes, what, what they see. And same thing with their ears, what they're listening to. Mm-hmm. If children listen to the wrong voice, they're going to make the wrong choice. Yeah. You gave a great example of they're hearing one thing at home and then they're hearing another thing out in the world from someone else they're supposed to respect or maybe it's just another peer who has a different point of view and so if they listen to the wrong voice they'll make the wrong choice so we're going to pray about what they listen to and how what they hear affects their minds and what they think about i don't think we have time to go through all of these in depth but just quickly 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love? There was a comment on one of your materials that said, which you just alluded to, when we pray the word of God, we pray the will of God. So I love the fact that this new book takes us literally applies the word of God to this, like you're saying, from head to toe to the needs of our child. So what I what I'm thinking while you're talking, what I'd like for you to share with the listener is what um, like I know a lot of the comments that I've gotten, the DMs and messages from listeners is I just feel like my life is so full. I do not have time. I can barely get my kids out to school, get to my job, get them back home, get dinner, fall into bed at night. So first of all, I love the fact that this book provides a, a tangible tool for moms to use and grandmothers like us, <laughs> like me, you're not there yet, but to pray over our kids. So what, what advice and what encouragement would you give to these moms to be able to, yeah, you know, we feel like we have to pray 24 seven with the, what's going on in the world. How would you encourage the moms that are in the midst of busyness, in the midst of the battle to to work this into their lives on a daily basis. Well, here's the cool thing about it, Pat. If you prayed, so it's 30 days in this book and there's 16 areas that you're praying for each day. But if you just prayed prayers in those 16 areas, it's going to take you about five to seven minutes. Okay. So that's not very long. No, it I mean, is. I think I think you I can do, do that in your carpool line. You could do it while you're having your lunch. Yes. And there so, are moments before you go to bed. Right. I mean, it seems yeah. like, it, man, if I'm going to pray 16 prayers for my child, that's going to take a long time. But yeah. but it doesn't. And I've, you know, I've timed it out myself because I was concerned about that because I remember how busy it was as right. a young mom trying to trying to pray. But you know what? Here's another problem I had. And I still have it. I, I mean, I wrote a book on prayer and I'm going to confess something to you right now. Yeah. I have trouble keeping my mind from wandering when I pray. Yeah. So I will sit down to pray and I'll think about, oh, I need to add that to my to-do list. Okay, Lord, I'm so sorry. I, and then I'll get back to it. Oh, yeah. I need to call so-and-so. Oh, oh, sorry, Lord. I'll get back. I'll write that down. I'll come back to that later. And I have trouble keeping my mind focused. But that is another one of the beautiful things about this pattern of prayer that I've laid out in these 16 areas. If you stick to this and you're you're praying these prayers that are already written out for you and the scriptures above it that the prayer comes from, it'll help you stay focused mm-hmm. and help you your mind not to wander. So that's a big plus for me. You know, I have a book that I wrote 10 years ago called Praying for Your Husband from Head yes. to Time. Uh-huh. It's based on the same pattern of prayer. And that's one thing that I saw that that really helped me to keep my mind from wandering to all the other things that I need to do when I sit down to pray. And when you talk about pausing, sometimes when we stop to pause, we're not very good at pausing, as you know, because our mind, mind starts going crazy with all the things we have to do. That's not a pause. And sometimes when we sit down to pray, it's like just worrying out, worrying to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Worrying out loud. But when we pause, for those five to seven minutes yes, and pray these 16 prayers over our children. We don't have to wondering if wonder if we're wonder if we're saying the right thing because we're praying scripture. Yes. 
And I'm as I love said, the idea of them of having carrying that book around. I can't wait to get my copy and just carrying it around and just you know, speaking it when I have that few minutes or when I have a a pause in my day. I want to just tell my listeners, I've told you this many times, and I'm sure that many of them have read some of your books of all the books that you've written. This one is already on Amazon's bestseller list. So (laughs) um, everyone is going to want to have this for your children, your grandchildren. And like you said, maybe the child down the street, the child in your Sunday school class, your friend's child. I have several friends whose children and grandchildren are going through just tragic things in life. And so we're all praying for one another and for our kids. And But I just want to say, if you have not read anything that Sharon James has written, you, I tell her in all sincerity, she is probably, it's hard to say the very favorite because you have to think back of all the authors, but (laughs) Sharon is the best writer I've ever read. And I love to read what she writes. So you will love this too. And it will, and it'll help you to pray for your child and feel peace and release that God has them in the palm of his hands. And I just love it. So I'm so excited, Sharon, to share the book. And I'm going to be putting a free PDF on the website, on my website at patlayton.net under the permission to pause deeper dive. So it'll show this episode, it'll show the giveaway and give you additional links to Sharon's resources and connections to her. So I'm just so blessed to have you here, Sharon. And so excited to just to share these great pieces of wisdom. So I want to give you a minute for anything you want to say to close, but then and to invite you to pray for our listeners for whatever, just to pray for them, to help them take hold of this concept of praying for our children from head to toe. I just want to encourage somebody right now who has been praying for a child or maybe your child, somebody else's child, maybe maybe an adult child. I just want to encourage that person who is listening right now who has maybe been praying for a child or maybe an adult child and you're just not seeing God doing anything and it can be so discouraging. And I mean, I, I know that. I see that myself. I've seen that in my own life with my own family. But I want to encourage you today that that Jesus said about his father, he said, God, my father is always at work. And even though you might not see God working, he is working behind the scenes always. I say he's working in our meanwhile to make our pain worthwhile. And he's doing that with our kids. God is always working, even when they struggle. And praying for our children does not mean that they will not struggle. They will struggle because think about your own life. Think about the times you've had great growth in your life spiritually. Usually it's a time of struggle. So if you see that happening with your kids, know that God is working. And sometimes through those struggles that he can do the greatest work. So don't give up and don't quit. Know that God is working, even though you may not see it. That's good. Yeah. Let me pray for us. Thank you. Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we can just pause and reflect on you and reflect on the the power of prayer. I, I thank you for Pat and how she ministers to so many people all around the world. Lord, I pray for the listener today as she's praying for a child in her life, a, a young child, a teenager, a grown child. 
Lord, I pray for that person to not give up. And your word tells us that there is great power in prayer. And we believe that, Lord, we claim that. And we pray for those people in our lives today, fully believing that you are going to do a mighty work. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. This has been so rich and I can't wait to hear the feedback uh, that we're going to get for, you're going to give me a handout on praying for your child's teacher, right? Yes, right. right. We're special blessing at this time. (laughs) So thank you. I hope you'll come back to Permission to Pause. I will. Hey friend, before you go, I would like to invite you to one of my very favorite events of the year. It's a face-to-face girls-only event called RestQuest. This fall, I, I normally host these twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. And this fall, I am partnering with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, who wrote the book, A Sacred Rest. She is amazing and her book materials are amazing. We have partnered together for A Sacred Rest Quest a few times now and have had a blast. So I invite you to take a look at my website. This event is October 26th through 29th on St. Simons Island, Georgia at Epworth by the Sea. We have done this a few times there and absolutely love it so much. We keep going back. Um, to This year, we're going to be hosting a special VIP day. So please go to my website at patlayton.net. It will be right there on the homepage to get all the details, everything you could possibly want to know. Um, you can also email me at patlayton.mac.com if you have any questions. We are registering now, and it is a very limited number of spaces. So if you're interested, jump on it with us and get that early girl rate. So uh, I look forward to meeting you face-to-face at a sacred rest quest this fall.